everyone back to the Black Media Podcast. And we had took last week off, but we are back and definitely in full effect. And before we begin, my name is Ben and to my right. Hey, how the hell are you? Thanks for coming back. I'm not. A... <laughs> and to my right, who we got? I'm going to have to start being the first one to the right. <laughs> no, no, no. You never know what you're going to get. I like, never know what I'm going to get. Keep, keep, keep me on my toes. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Betty. We in this thing. All Let's right. And before we begin, we just want to, you know, I guess a, the first thing we want to discuss uh, is Tina Turner uh, with the legs selling her uh, catalog for $50 million. So let me just kind of read an article uh, about, you know, just kind of from uh, Yahoo about it. It says, singer and living legend, Tina Turner has sold her music catalog to BMG. It contains 60 years worth of music, including hits such as Private Dancer and What's Love Got to Do With It. And Turner has sold more than 100 million records over her career. And the sale of the catalog means that BMG now owns the rights to Tina's share of her past records. So this is her portion of the share of the past recordings. The international music publisher also owns the rights to the singer's name and image. And Warner Music will remain Tina's record label and BMG is now partner in the music venture. And the deal was reportedly worth 50 million. And do y'all think that was too low, too high or? It's too low. Is Tina dying or something? Like was she trying to buy Ike, sell Ike Daddy name back to him? Like what, what is she selling this catalog for? Well, she's oh, 80, she, especially at 81 years old. Maybe like. she's just trying to like remove herself from the whole music thing altogether, like not want to be a part of it. almost remove her in a bit. I don't know. It's like, Betty, don't okay. say that. Well, it says right. the Betty music. Said, uh, oh, my goodness. She released a, a statement regarding the sale of the catalog. And she said she's protecting her body of work and was personal and important. And the quote was saying, like, as an, like any artist, the protection of my life work. My musical inheritance is something personal, and I'm confident that BMG and Warner Music and my work is in professional and reliable hands. So she just wanted to make sure. So she just did the opposite of what Anita Baker did. I'm confused. Like I've never heard this shit happen before. Like maybe I'm. Maybe tripping. she maybe she got dementia and somebody didn't help her out. Is in making that decision. Somebody on somebody black and on the news was somebody just talking black. about Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, an older woman. I don't know who it was. You know what? It was Miss Robbie. Miss Robbie said Tina wasn't doing too well, and she so she mm. said she hasn't really talked to her like she, you know, like she's like even though they had been like in constant communication, but she used to speak to Tina through a lady who passed away, and now that she didn't pass away, she don't really talk to Tina as much. Mm. She wasn't doing lady. as well. How that works? So I'm thinking that BMG struck a deal because she's like an icon. So much music has been birth, birth just from her, you know, her either writing the lyrics or trying to, um, oh my god, or her, you know, people trying to remake something that she did. Um, one song that we was talking about before the podcast, Biddy is Missy's uh, I Can't, I can't stand, stand the Rain, the rain. yeah, like that's a classic, um, but yeah. I think they definitely struck a, a struck a deal, and not only that, but I think I read somewhere where, like, if if they do purchase music rights to someone, they can still, um, like, it's still good for publishing after ninety nine years after mm. their death. So, like, it can like go on forever. So, fifty million to them is is nothing. Well, some of the comments that people were posting were like, "This is too low. Why are you selling it for so low?" Sad right. faces. So it's, it's not it's like BMG is, yeah, BMG is standing to make a lot. And like Benny said, it's not like somebody taking advantage. But let me say y'all something about Tina Turner. I used to be loving her songs back in the 80s when I was a kid. Um, and um, what's love got to do with it? I really, really thought I knew the meaning of that song back in the day. But what I don't really know is what Tina Turner looked like. Because all I can envision when I see or hear Tina Turner is Angela Bassett. No, and I know, I right? Know, yeah, no, yeah. like if I see that, it's woman, hard to separate the two. Sorry to this woman, but I would not. I was like, Who the hell is that? They like Tina Turner. I'm like, Oh, you could have fooled me. Listen, Angela Bassett is and will always be Tina Turner to me. I was watching uh, um, 
a YouTube video where she was doing primary. Some kind of way, Tina just wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> Did y'all see, well, Tina Turner has a documentary out somewhere on one of these streaming platforms where she said, and I think something we miss about the whole uh, what love got to do with his story with starring Angela Bassett and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Larry. Is, is, was he Larry at the time? Well, he was Lawrence by that time. He was Larry back when Boys in the Hood, but he was Lawrence when he did that. And she said that she never watched it because she lived it. And, this, and people don't understand that this was painful memories for her. So even though it's entertainment for us and, and some of the catchphrases and stuff, but she like, this is a, a trauma that I went through. So I, I have no... I have no, you know, but why, no but why sell, it. but why sell your story? And you, you know, like, I don't get it. Well, like, are you selling the story in hopes that it's going to help somebody else? Are you selling the story in hopes of getting Ike Daddy his name back? Are you I was about to say, maybe it's, maybe it's like the final slap in the face to Ike and, and the, the, the Turner family because for her to accept such a low ball, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she went that route just to, to sell it, to get rid of it, to get something, but she wasn't really looking for no money because she doesn't really want to be tied to that, you know, to, to anything related to the Turner name. Maybe that's why she lowballed it. Who knows? Well, I don't know. It seemed like like, like they've been divorced for a very long time. Yeah. And it seemed like yeah. that's real bitter bitch energy to, to be hard. It, it might be. Harbor something like that hey. for 40 years. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. Tina, I'm not saying you bitter, but I'm just saying if that were the case of what not have said, <laughs> that's what qualities it exhibits to me. Well, it, it also, I think they might evaluate it on what not, you know, what it's just her portion of the catalog. So maybe if she wrote, 50% of the like just because she sung a song don't mean she wrote the song so she might only like let's say she got a song like Proud Mary if she didn't write that maybe she only wrote the hook then her portion of that song would just be the hook so maybe 50 million is what they evaluated like like look you didn't write the totality of these songs and you didn't produce the totality of these songs but she sung the portion, totality of them songs yeah but singing just because you sung the song don't mean you you, she you own the rights to it you right right you know because i was in the elevator one time and i heard how to love by little wayne on the country <laughs> it wasn't like a country and western style i'm like wait this is different mm -hmm. so but also an interesting fact that what a lot of people may not know is that when when people was when elvis was getting popular if you wanted elvis to sing your song you had to come up off 50% of the rights that you wrote it. So even though I wrote this whole song, Hook, Blue Suede Shoes, da, 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 da. And they was like, the colonel who managed Elvis at the time was like, yeah, it's a good song, but we're going to need 50% of that. Or sometimes he was demanding like 70% of the song, even though Elvis didn't write it, but because he was performing it, and he understood, you know, his management team understood A, his popularity, and B, the future. They was like, look, we know you the, you the writer, but you need to at least give us 50 to 70% of this song. And people oh, was like, Oh, you not say, oh, I'm thinking you said like they told him to come on and sing like a cover. So you saying like if another writer wanted to give a song to Elvis, like they yeah. would essentially have to pay him. So instead of Elvis paying them for the song, you're right. or whatever. Then well, he, so then when the money started rolling in, let's say you know the money's rolling in and it's a hundred thousand dollar check, seventy thousand is going to Elvis and thirty may be going to the person who actually wrote it. Or if it's a 50-50 split. Mm. Because at that time, people were like, well, shit, if I can get a song on Elvis, just like if I get Beyonce to sing my song, oh, I would rather shit. take this, I would rather take this, you know, 50% and then parlay it into maybe 100% down the line on another artist. So, Biddy, I feel like you'd be real petty with this no. mentioning of Beyonce. Speaking. Know <laughs> Speaking of Beyonce, oh, let's go Jesus. there. Let's get we'll shut really down again. So... <laughs> Like I was going back to my original statement about her being uh, Tina Turner being an icon. Right. Would you say that Beyonce is our generation's Tina Turner? Oh, that's it. Now that's I can respect that question. See, I didn't know, know y'all thought, thought I was about to take it the wrong way. Y'all, I, I seen them uh, cease and desist papers from uh, <laughs> Rock Management. I had to uh, I let it sit on the table for a minute. But yeah, I think in what she represents, I could kind of give her that. Uh, I don't know if she's going to outwork Tina because Tina's been, you got to, I think the feeling that she brings to women and empowerment, yes. But I don't know about what, as far as work ethic, but maybe Beyonce don't have to work as hard because you have to think we're in a different type of technology now. And you had to hit every city, every state, every country to get that bread where you can stream now. So Well, we know, well, well let's, let's just be clear. 
We know that Beyonce works hard. We know that. Right. Oh, not, yeah. I'm not saying, we're not she, saying don't. she don't work hard, but we said she ain't coming from that bush. She ain't got to grind as hard. She ain't got to I was about to say. Yeah. I'm going to say no, she's not oh, our Tina Turner that. of our generation. How the fuck you going to ask the question? <laughs> no, she's it. not. I knew that shit would have set up Benny. You, you fell for the Uppie Dog. I, I already knew what it was. <laughs> Look at I just face. wanted to make sure we, we she, she's talented, but she ain't no damn Tina Turner <laughs> and never will be on that status. Oh, God. Look at Betty. Betty is cracking up. <laughs> come on, Beehive. Come, you, come with the you, at, at me. At you, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Lady <laughs> So would you say that Beyonce would be our generation's Diana Ross since she came out of a group? Diana Ross? Betty. Uh, I'm you're asking you. Just... No. <laughs> no, she's, she's just Beyonce. That's it. I mean, I'm a, I'm not in a demographic of her music. Not our I, generation, nothing. I'm not in her demographic of a uh, music. They, like she I said, is, when they make these records, they're not Beyonce thinking about is our generation. Beyonce, that's it. Hold on, let me see who I could compare her to. She uh, is nobody. That's the problem. You can't. That's exactly what I'm saying. All I know is when Trick and Trina got served with that paperwork, I seen that letter <laughs> from Rock Nation come over across our desk too. <laughs> So I'm just gonna tread very lightly. We'll tread lightly. <laughs> Betty, you still thinking? Yeah, I'm doing. Well, that kind of brings up a conversation about this generation in total, it, you know, in its totality. I, I would say previous generations, and, and let's say our our generation, has already laid a foundation of great artists. You really, no one is really about to shatter the ceiling. Nobody's bringing that feeling. Nobody's bringing that vibe. It just seemed like it's a, a side job, a side hustle for a lot of people that's in the business right now. It's just like I fell into this shit because my mama bought me a laptop. And next thing you know, I'm blowing up on Spotify and I've got signed a distribution deal. I don't think we have intentional artists like we used to have. Like Michael Jackson was an intentional artist. His daddy, Quincy, was like, look, we're going to sit down and come up with a plan where it's like, oh, shit, Benny got a song on YouTube. Pull that nigga off. And let's see what we can do. Let's see how much we can make a quick hundred, you know, make some quick money right quick. Because I didn't know NBA, one of the one of the young I boys. I was just about to go there. I was about was, to say, yeah. mm, you know, based off of your comment there, that may not necessarily be all true because he is huge. I didn't realize he was that huge. But Me neither. And that's and what he, I was about to say. Like, he he's breaking been, YouTube records. He has been like, huge without a major distribution. Exactly. Like, he yeah, that's been, what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, my kids have been listening to his music for so long, and they're just now, like, after all these years, starting to play some of his songs on the radio. Like, right. he was not even being played on the radio. You know? And he was selling out, like... Um, I rocks with him because he got a song named Renata. So, he's, he's the homie. <laughs> Okay. He's a homie. <laughs> um, I, I like NBA Youngboy actually. I mean, he's young, he made a lot of mistakes. Um, I think that he owns up to his mistakes, and um, I think he's um somebody he? that the kid I think he does. But I was just uh but I, that was just kind of go back to my example. If, like, if you listen to his music, like he talks a lot um about a lot of the stuff that he's been through. Um, and you know, like, I think that a lot of kids like him because they can identify, you know, sometimes people say that this generation is, um, what do they say? This generation thrives off of the depression music or whatever, something, mm -hmm. something like that is what they say. But these kids be having real ass emotions and shit that they be going through and they don't tell anybody. They don't tell so their parents. I think he's relatable to the younger generations, right. but as far as holding himself accountable for his past experiences or things that he's did, I don't, I think he's still struggling there. There's room for He's still very which, young. He's still very young. Right, right. That's what I said, which, which he is still right. very young, but. He's 21. Like, who's that responsible I don't, I don't get that vibe from his music. He kind of just talks about life situations or, you know, how he struggles or how he handle it. But he's not necessarily saying that's the best course of action of what he should have done. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. That's not where I'm going. I'm not saying he and his music trying to steer the kids in the right direction. What I'm saying is, as a young father of four sons, um, you know, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot okay. of kids. 
Um, yeah, even even when he went through his whole thing with uh, his herpes thing and you know stuff like that, like I think that he is um, very transparent. Maybe that's the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Maybe transparent, he's very yeah, he transparent. Um, and you know that makes him relatable to the kids. Um, he 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 definitely has done a lot, um, but uh, I think he's a phenomenal artist. I listen to his mm-hmm. music all the time. But that kind of goes back to like what I was saying is that he's famous, but he didn't come through that traditional system Mm-mm. of he made his own way. Look, yeah, and all that way. stuff. And that's what I say. Going back to the technology, he was able to forge that path. Because you got to think about our generation, we was food uh, spoon fed artists. <laughs> we didn't have internet, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, but you know they they got some a major record label. They uh, fronted up all this money and. Paid them minimum money, and you know they had to worry about publishing and all of that. Right. And then these artists just come out the gate, basically hitting the ground running. You know, like really from the bottom, um, using whatever illegal activity money that they can come up with <laughs> to get studio time, and you know, kind of like Master P, um, you know, like um, Jay Z. You know, it's kind of right. like how they did. You know, a lot of times we look at these. Um, older artists and we are you know we glamorize them but we can't forget where they came from like they came from similar backgrounds you know but yeah and the reason i brought about the nba young boy because i didn't know he was like the hottest youtube sensation and today was talking about pulling him off youtube and i think kevin hart was talking about like how you gonna pull him off youtube when he has been your biggest draw to youtube like that's crazy yeah, like so. shattering stuff but why did why did they say they wanted to take i didn't hear that why they wanted something to take about off? i don't know he did something that may have violated youtube policies or something it wasn't as bad as the r kelly thing but whatever trouble he got himself in recently or i haven't heard about a couple of months back they was threatening to pull some of his 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 uh products off of, uh Oh yeah, because I did hear because he recently released an album and they were talking about um, that album did numbers within the yeah. first forty eight hours. And crazy because right. they was because you know there were some naysayers, but um, he, I that's mean, he can't get out of boy. Like he has a huge following from nowhere. Like he started from nowhere. <clears throat> so. And that's what I was just saying. When you look at uh, what Tina Turner had to do on her grind, is different from what Beyonce would have to do or NBA Youngboy because the technology wasn't there. So you didn't necessarily have to, you know, even when you look at the two short, he said he had to go city to city, almost state to state to kind of sell the records they were doing out the trunk of their car. If he had a YouTube or Instagram or something like that, he's smart enough to jump on that vein and, and move forward with it. So that was just the technology changes the hustling. They yeah, I think I think NBA technology net worth is eleven point nine million dollars as of twenty twenty. I, I think the the avenues that they can take nowadays, as long as they're willing to put in the work behind it, mm-hmm. they can really hustle and use social media or different um, technology platforms to right. really push it. Where before it was more so doing all of that just to get a record deal. These kids is not worried or these younger artists are not worried about trying to get no record deal at this point they just they you know they they have the spotify and the youtube to just stream and get paid that way and and then go on tour like they're they're cutting basically in this day and age the music uh the the um the big um companies are just kind of like the middleman and they're basically cutting them out we don't need y'all we really don't need y'all to to get these contract or these um these tours and stuff so i can do that myself or if you if you get somebody to do it, yeah. If you're getting all these views on on YouTube, YouTube gonna bring sponsorship that's gonna exactly. cut you a check anyway. So exactly, yeah. Yep. They, I think um, I read an article <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, and it was just talking about um, some of the professions that are becoming obsolete. And like you said, like at this point, a lot of those uh, record execs and talent scouts and things like that, um, mm-hmm. you know. We may see some of them, but these people are marketing themselves. Right. Um, yep. So really, you know, they make it easy for you to find them now. You know, yep. come, drop a couple hashtags. Um, you know, God forbid, you know, all of our music from when we were kids or young adults is becoming popular again because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So if I hear my daughter running around here 
um, with that clip. My anaconda don't want, like, what is this? Like, what, what if we, why do we keep hearing these <laughs> looping sound this. Um, sound bits? But th- that's because um, TikTok is making everything famous again. Now everybody's streaming older music. So we got some of the older artists that are definitely making money off of streams nowadays. And you brought up a good point when you, when we look at uh what was that young lady who was like catch me outside oh yeah um bad 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 i forgot her name well, yeah. yeah and a lot of people were upset because she was like what they call a manufactured artist that somebody took gave some lyrics to and assumingly gave some lyrics to and just kind of built an artist out of that out of that sound bite clip from uh what was my man name dr uh, phil dr phil so I like I the new artists, you know. That, I, have a... I think that sometimes um, the older generation, they, for lack of better words, be haters because they had to, you know, go through so much and these younger kids don't have to, but they have their own struggles. Like struggles, they may yeah. not have had to sleep in a car like Steve Harvey or do X, Y, Z, you know, to try to get somebody to recognize their talent. But it takes a lot of work to put out content consistently but <laughs> right. you know we we struggle with trying I was about to, to say if anyone uh, knows we know that. right we struggle with trying to put together a show every week so just imagine mm-hmm. and i struggle with content on a daily basis for you know some of my um instagram and stuff so it's 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 not an easy job it's not something you can do and you know a lot of times when you are um waiting on your big break and you know you're still trying to work a hustle or a job or something to bring in a steady cash flow while you're trying to wait for your uh yeah. go to egg, you know. So it's it's not easy. I think it's different, but I think that you know nobody's path was easier um than anybody else's. That's right. my opinion about it. Now speaking of struggle, uh <laughs> we we gonna move this conversation over to Kyrie Irvin and uh his whole situation. I don't want to get into the whole COVID conversation. I don't think none of us do. We all know how you feel is how you feel. But what do you all think about him just kind of standing firm on his belief about, look, this is what I'm, you know, staying true on? Because I think he was, uh, they were talking about if he doesn't get this vaccine or whatever, he was losing like half his paycheck, which is about 300 some thousand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to know how you all feel about him just, you know, just standing firm on it. I mean, if he, you know, this is just like, it's his job. He is um, a professional athlete. And with other professions, we see um, nurses, maybe doctors. Um, we see um, other corporations that are letting employees go. I know my job has told us that we have to get vaccinated in order to come into the building. So um, I think, you know, that's the norm right about now. That's his job. And, you know, if he's not going to do what they ask him to do, then unfortunately, um, it's no different than anybody else. The only difference is probably he got maybe a bigger cushion than some some people who work, you know, check to check or whatever. But, yeah, not what you was about to say. I was just going to say, who the hell does Kyrie Irving think that he is to where he expected to get the privilege of stating that (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm just not going to play at home games um, since, since now, did he said it they made, or was that his workaround for it? That's what he new. stated. Oh, okay. He stated that he was not going to participate in any um, trainings at home or any practices at home or any home games because of, you know, the whole having to be vaccinated situation. But who the hell did he think that he was for making that statement and thinking that that was really going to fly? And the thing about Kyrie is his personality. I could see him walking away from basketball because he's one of those type of people that he's very passionate and Mm. he stands behind what he says um, on different things that he believes in. So I could see him walking away from basketball behind this. And the thing is, I don't know if others if this might be a new trend, not necessarily in basketball, but sports as a whole. Um, Cause it definitely looked like that's the route that we're about to start taking. Uh, but I don't know. It, 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 that's, that's a hard conversation because it's like, who are you to tell me I need to take this vaccination? Right. And then secondly, the, 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 you know, 
corporations are like, well, who the hell are you to say what when you are and not when you are and aren't going to work? Like that that's right. not how work works. <laughs> so I don't know. Unfortunately, I think it's um it's a pretty bad predicament to be in. Um, yeah, on both sides. Yeah, I think I I, I think that just kind of stresses the urgency of um you know how far this pandemic has brought us, so we have to go there. Um, but I think it's just it's, it's just an unfortunate situation. You have to uh figure if you're gonna um get a vaccine or if you're gonna provide for your family so um, at this point is is the vaccination really voluntary like is it really voluntary <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem that <laughs> because right. it's it's it, right because a lot of companies <laughs> now even you know major um professional sports are enforcing it so is it voluntary but they that's said- almost like where hospitals and um that you know where they have to automatically get the the flu shot and then like if they didn't get the oh or if they didn't get the tb shot they would get like suspended or something but they're trying to spend it a lot of these jobs are trying to spend it as a voluntary resignation but it may be infringing on some rights i don't know i haven't like dove into uh you know the, well, yeah, the nuances of like that, but I feel like it's definitely teeter totters on some kind of uh line of um, you know, your rights because even you know, kids we've never had a vaccine that a kid or a person had to absolutely get. Um, you know, they normally have a waiver or something of some sort, and you sign a waiver and you know, Godspeed, but right. <laughs> I don't know what's you know, I don't know. I, this is scary. Well. Uh, you know, Texas came up with the whole thing where of the course. federal government said you have to have it. Texas was like, nah. I think that governor was like, nah, bro. Even though it may help save lives, it still want to make it voluntary. But I want to say a lot of the major airlines are based out of Texas. And I think they were reporting that, you know, Delta, uh, whatever, American Airlines, whoever is around 80 to 99% uh, vaccinated when it comes to employees. And I just, you know, I admire Kyrie Irving for sticking, to, you know, standing his ground. You know, that's a that's a big bag to lose. 300 bands a game. I think, you you know, it sounds good in theory when you're losing, you know, the first three games, but shit, when you get up to game 40, it's like shit, 40 mm-hmm. times 300,000. But at this point, he's not even practicing or playing with the team. So it's, it's really, it's, and it's really messed up that you can't even, you can't even have like your own beliefs right. in situations without being forced into do something like it guess- really, it really challenges your morals and where you I- stand. You know what I mean? I guess it's, it's, almost, it's really messed up. I guess, you know, it's almost, it's kind of twofold. So it's your right to your beliefs and, you know, and your own health and, you know, things like that. But then the public health and safety of the public is really a danger also. So like, um, just like if you never got vaccinated for measles, mumps and rubella, you just run around with MMR and you, you know, spreading it to folk, you know what I'm saying? Like, other people who not vaccinated and it's you know a chance that other people can get it so i think that it's you know it's public safety is definitely impacted here um when you have people that are around a large group of people and have the potential to catch and spread um a deadly virus at an alarming rate i just well, sean marks the brooklyn Nets general manager said you know today that kyrie irving's decision to not comply with New York City's COVID-19 vaccine mandate left the organization with no choice but to send him away from the team until he's able to fully participate. That's a nice way of saying it. He might, it it might be, it might be a smart move that none of us really see right now because they might just release him from the team. Then his stakes stakes might go up. Yeah. You never know. We don't even know he can go to Texas because they ain't tripping on it down there. He, he, uh, can go to the, he can go to the Pistons because they definitely need him. Girl, <laughs> he, 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 he can go to the goddamn Lions. I didn't get him. <laughs> we, still, we still might have a better chance than we got right now. But well, uh, he out there shooting hoops and everybody else. <laughs> well, let's do, well, let's do this. We're going to take a, a brief break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some other uh, NBA news with some former NBA players, but we'll be back. And we're back. And 
just keeping on this thing of uh, this theme, I should say, of NBA players. Former NBA players charged in a four million dollar healthcare fraud scheme, and the name that stuck out to me because I don't watch sports, but I watch reality TV was Monica ex-husband Shannon Brown, and I'm pretty sure that's how they building this story all over the internet to just bring some extra attention to it. Was was <laughs> caught up in this whole scheme, and it says 18 former NBA players were charged last Thursday with pocketing about 2.5 million illegally by defrauding the league's health and welfare benefit plan in a scam that authorities said involved claiming fictitious medical and dental expenses. And the defendant's playbook involved fraud and deception, and they got caught. And it said they arrested 15 former players and one of their wives in three-year conspiracy that is that started in 2017. What are you all thoughts on? That's probably why a lot so of hold on. fuck out. A baby yeah. <laughs> So it was how many players? 16? Uh it was 15 former players. Uh it says 18 former players were charged. Uh 15 former players and one of their wives was uh was all in this conspiracy. So it kind of breaks down. Uh, and what was the total amount? What was the total money? It's all real you tried to divide two point five million. It's not very crazy. So eight, 18 people <laughs> <laughs> divided by two point five. Oh, risking their freedom. Like, wait a minute! It wasn't like two point five million. What you're saying? Two dollars. It was. Is it pocketing? They were pocketing about two. I guess in total, the money was like two point five. If you want to divide it deeply, they're done. Like this must be some motherfuckers who had. Child support. They must and, be hired uh, on some. Yeah. For two like, y'all because you were here with $30,000. That was a hundred. It breaks down to about 138000 <laughs> roughly per person. That sounds dumb. Lock their ass up. Like, lock all they dumb asses up. But why? Lock them up. Like, why? Like, that don't make sense. It said, according to the, uh, this is the Manhattan <laughs> Federal Court. The former players team, to they me. teamed up. I like how to use these basketball terms. Teamed up to defraud. The supplemental coverage plan by submitting fraudulent claims to get reimbursed for medical and dental procedures that never happened. And they have travel records, email, GPS data that proves the former players were sometimes far away from the medical and dental office at the times they were supposedly getting treated. In one instance, she said a former player was playing basketball in Taiwan when he was supposed to be getting $48,000 worth of root canal and crowns on eight teeth at a on eight teeth at a Beverly Hills, California dental office in December of 2018. Maybe this sounds like they need to do a, a, a more thorough investigation. Who is investigating this? Who what 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 uh yeah, when it comes to Medicare, they don't play when it comes to medical fraud, people what, that's what, a whole what, 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 Will, Bi- well, Will Bynum he got caught up in this too. Will oh, Bynum, Will Bynum, Shannon Brown, who is Will Big Bynum? Baby Davis. Oh, I'm thinking of Juanita Bynum. I'm like, oh my lord. Okay, never Darius mind. Miles, yeah, <laughs> Darius Miles. Ruben Patterson. I'm looking at I'm looking at the, the names. The here. names, yeah. But it sounds like maybe these doctor's offices and um, dental offices may be in on the scheme because I I just can't see. Yeah, I'm trying, I don't know how many. Yeah. It's something else. more. It's got to be more. Something yeah, more like to the story. Or it got it got to be like two point five billion dollars because I just can't see this right here. This is just this sounded like real crackhead tendencies right here. I'm not saying nobody on crack, but this is what crackheads do. And I, this well, Will Bynum like. has been known to have some mental health struggles, so. Uh, um, he probably, you know, was down for whatever at this point. Um, <laughs> it said some claims of these names range I'm, from I'm about surprised. sixty-five thousand up to four hundred twenty thousand. I don't know. Yeah, but I agree with Betty. Like, if you, who is the doctors that's submitting the claims? Uh, or somebody had to lie and say the work was done, unless they was filling out the paperwork and saying that they was doing the work. And the doctors like, ain't nobody been here today. If that what the if that's what the case was, that's a lot of effort for thirty thousand dollars. Like, but. Apparently they got caught because the paperwork that they filled out was supposed to have been sloppy. It was like misspellings, bad dates. Stuff Let's like submit that. this to Ducky today because this sounds like some Ducky ass <laughs> solutions right here. So I think it's one of those situations where you don't go in network and you're like, oh, I, you just write to your people like, oh, I had to get a root canal, but I didn't go to my dentist. I just went to so and so and they gave me this bill. And I and I paid it out of my pocket. Can you reimburse me for the money? Like I think it was one of those type of situations. Oh, uh, that sounds like that could be possible. But it seemed like a lot of effort to go into for that little bit amount of money. Two dollars. Yeah, it sounds yeah, so. sound a little sketchy. But now, speak, you know, speaking of scheming and scamming, uh, and basketball, it brings up British from Basketball Wives. 
she was also caught in a scam and <laughs> a scheme of pocketing personal information and selling it and fraud charges. What do you all think about these 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 particular charges that's coming up on her? Mm. <laughs> y'all just like it mm. does, well it doesn't surprise me i really feel like um i don't know did british even get married to that overseas that basketball player guy that she was dating i probably could have looked this up before the podcast but i feel like a lot of people who are on reality tv and are not what we call a list celebrities oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> they want to be you know this is the era of front and flexing and frauding so everybody wants to look like money, don't necessarily have a talent to get money, mm-hmm. but they know how to defraud somebody to get money and they use that because they don't have no other way to keep up their appearances um, other than scam. This doesn't surprise me. And um, looking at those charges against British, look like she might be in jail for a long time. Yeah, it said on mm-hmm. September the 22nd, British was charged with five felony charges of misuse of social security numbers, four charges of bank fraud, three charges of making false statements to the IRS, three charges of wire fraud, and three charges of aggregate identity theft, and a partridge in a pear tree. They hitting our ass. <laughs> Not a partridge in a pear tree. You know what I like what they use uh, when they try to get somebody else something when they uh, when they say, what is it, mail fraud or mail yeah. something with mail. They always... If your ass got a stamp on anything, let you have mailed in any goddamn piece of paperwork. Oh, yeah. They definitely gonna get you on that. And it ain't no way you can get around that charge. I done watched, watched enough uh, American Gangster Trap Queens to know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said she was the reality star was taken into uh, custody on Thursday. She pleaded not guilty hmm. in the United States District Court of the Eastern District of Missouri. So, <laughs> let's say and, of New York. And this happened over two years. So, Now, speaking of uh, Trap Queens, going down our rabbit hole in in television, our boy Mike Bless, who was on uh, Ready to Love, was also in that, and Remy Ma uh, played Big 50 in that that show. And I was just more focused on Mike Bless because he came off uh, Ready to Love as a a host on Trying to Find Love. And we've seen him pop up in a few projects. So I just want to shout shout that brother out for this constant moving. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, yeah, he's, I don't know if you've all seen the work he's been doing with Country Wayne on uh on the YouTube and uh you I know Country it. Wayne does those videos and he's playing like one of the characters on there as well. So shout out to him. But the question is what TV shows and what rabbit holes have you all been going down? Hmm. Um I didn't go down any rabbit holes. I started a new series on Netflix, which is it's it's a uh, pretty good so far, uh called Made. Okay. Is that the one that be dancing? Out. Is that is that no. something like a musical? No. Is it a black, black people in that? No. Okay. Um, I know this is a black media podcast, but it was trending, and I heard um that it was good, so I downloaded a couple episodes and watched it. It is actually pretty good. It's about a um a mom. I'm I've only made it to episode three so far. Okay. But it's about a a, a mom who got um a two year old daughter. Her boyfriend becomes emotional, abu- emotionally abusive to her. So she tries to leave um, with no, like in the middle of the night with no money, nothing, just her and her baby. Um, try to get a job, just hit roadblock after roadblock, which is trying to, you know, um, gain her own independence. And now the part that I met is where he's taking her to court to fight for custody because she's basically home homeless living at a um domestic violence shelter and he's trying to take custody but he's not taking custody to actually raise a baby just to make sure that she doesn't get the child so that's where i'm at but so it's it's pretty good is this queen Um, sugar or (laughs) (laughs) no but it's uh it's it's actually it's actually a pretty good series is the name ralph angel (laughs) (laughs) um I kind of was speaking of Queen Sugar. I fell off on that, y'all. I'll be honest. I don't have an interest no more. I don't know where y'all I, I at told with y'all it. It was gonna happen. Yeah, but now it's at the point where I'm forcing myself myself to watch it versus saying, "Ooh, Queen Sugar is on. Let me tune in." It's more of like, "Uh huh." Let me watch it just so I can make sure I'm up to date. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 the, the thrill is gone. The thrill is gone. <laughs> I told you that was gonna happen with all these 
uh, real life scenarios and no hope in the show. Yeah, I don't know what's going me. on. I just um, I don't know what's the last episode I watched, but we know that Michael is on his way to getting finessed by <laughs> homeboy. Like if if Ray Charles can see this shit coming, I'm just confused. Mm. What Michael is thinking about, but he said, "Did I leave my uh lunch cart in your car room? in your room? Like, what you? No, why would I? No. <laughs> by the way, you want to come take these pictures of me? Let me talk." <laughs> No, Negro. <laughs> um, but so now that that's that's a recommendation for you. For us yeah, watch. check out check out me check out me. I think y'all like it. It's uh, trending. I think. Oh yeah, it's trending. Here is is uh, you know what? Why well, I thought it was a black because when I pull it up on on Netflix in the in the like the preview box, there's like a, a woman who looks black with this long curly they, hair. They so do thought, that every yeah, time. Yeah, that's Regina. They that's try to Regina. get you with that shit. That's how well, they get us. No, I think she does build a relationship with the girl. Okay. Um, because but they the girl, always put that black character out there, like they did. <laughs> they do that all the time. Like peppermint. Was that yes, the movie? Like, it's it's yes. kind of like telling. It's kind of like linking their stories together. That's a part of the series where I'm getting into now. Okay. But she, when she took on the job to be her first job of being a maid was cleaning the black lady's house, and the black lady was basically a complete bitch to her. Uh-huh. But I think over time they kind of build a relationship and become friends. That's why I'm thinking that the series is going. Oh Lord, is this the family that prays or is this uh Betty, just watch the damn show. <laughs> now why you, why you be Betty, you had a good one that we all uh kind of pretend well, when I say all, meaning like everybody was talking about this show, Squid Games. <laughs> yes, I watched Squid Games and uh let me tell you, I wouldn't have made it like <laughs> I was, I was trying to help them out with the real light, green light. Like I, I knew how that was gonna go. You supposed to stop early. You ain't supposed to wait till she say real light. But they, you know, was kind of slow with that. Um, and then uh, what they kept calling my man Wu Shiesty. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? Say yo, whatever his name was, the homeboy. He definitely was shady as hell because he he played that little Pakistani dude that I was about to sell. Like I yeah. could. That was really sad to watch. <laughs> um, I think, though, I was telling my kids when I was watching Squid Games, I really believe in my whole heart, and I'm going to do research on this so I can report back to somebody who cares, but I really think <laughs> that uh, I really think that um, Netflix uses the same people to do voiceovers. For, like, they have a voiceover so they have uh, a voiceover department. Uh, crew, yeah, and they, they just, whatever language you want to dub it in we gonna use this group because i swear to god these people sound like the same people for money heist these are like <laughs> <laughs> the same voices so i feel like this is what um what they're doing on um netflix i could be wrong but i feel like that's what's happening something else i forgot to mention that i watched uh while i started watching jailbirds new orleans where they be talking oh, like through good. the that yeah it's it's pretty funny talking as, the as usual. they talking through the toilet like they started off talking shit the first episode within like the first five minutes is two females going at it like they talking they talking shit through the through the toilet bitch i heard you when you had your toilet seat up and you try to talk shit about me and she said bitch whatever what you want to do <laughs> maybe a breakout like they, they really arguing through this damn toilet like what are y'all doing mm-hmm. and that's it's kind of sad but you know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do funny. when you locked up. Y'all wanna talk about Dave Chappelle show? Did anybody watch that? Yeah, I watched it. It was Before pretty it good. Gets pulled. <laughs> well the Netflix, no, Netflix, Netflix has responded and they said that they're not removing it. Um good. that's what they've said so far. Now I didn't watch the Netflix special because of course I went to the actual show when he recorded and he Excuse told us. So. <laughs> I know so right? I did, talk I that did, talk Betty so I was there did, right right so no, I was, but I was, but I was, I was going live. to say um I did watch it live and I was able to gauge real audience um oh yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah interaction and at some at some points during the jokes I could hear like you know I was sitting next to uh, surrounded by Caucasian people um and uh, you know a lot of I, you were <laughs> and I heard a couple people saying um like where's he going with this like where's he going with this but I didn't hear anybody be offended like I didn't hear anybody offended everybody was laughing everybody was like oh shit you know like every time he said something like you know damn he went there you know whatever but I didn't see anybody in my area that was offended it seemed like everybody was um enjoying the show um 
But I, I think the people who are upset, I don't think they actually watch the show. Like I think they're just they too are, damn sensitive. And, and he they, said that in the in the special, like you're not gonna you people who come and haven't watched this whole thing, they took a clip of what I've been saying and try to run with it. Yeah, because I think that you know he and, and he and he said several times like if you're gonna say that he's talking down on a certain community, but you didn't hear like him go on for ten minutes about this relationship that he had with this woman, right? Um, you know, so I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, yes. are we gonna cancel? Are we gonna cancel Dave Chappelle? Not here. Hell no. Not here. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Are we? Are we? Are we um going to cancel any other comedian? Because I'll no. tell you right now, if you ask me to pick between Dave Chappelle and uh Kevin Hart, y'all already know where I'm at with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kevin who? Kevin Hart is so <laughs> underwhelming Who? to me. Like I would not even Who is Kevin Hart? watch uh I wouldn't even pay. I've never, I'm never, never, ever, ever going to pay when to you, see Kevin Hart. When you <laughs> say Dave Chappelle, never and then ever follow it up. When you say Dave Chappelle and then follow up with the name Kevin Hart, it's like who who you can't you they they, they can't even be in the same sentence. Like he has a he has an audience that he caters to as people who like um Kevin Hart, I'm not one of them. Um, was that Deborah's story funny? It definitely was funny because it was just uh, like I can't believe. Like, what is this crazy shit that he talking about? It's outrageous. But um, am I going to pay to see? I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to go watch. I don't think I'm going to pay to see any of his movies either. I'm just not. I just think it's just two different types of funny, and it's just two different types of funny to me. Yeah, it is, and, and I, I think that's like them both. Think. Yeah. But I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. He's just too. Now I say that that Kevin Hart is too silly for me, and then I. But I like Mike Epps, and who is extra silly. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's a difference. Like I don't know. To me, yeah, because Mike Epps is more like hood funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Mike Epps. Mike Epps is not scripted. That's just him. Where most of the times Kevin Hart, it's something that's scripted. You know what I mean? Like his his jokes are. I don't know. They just don't seem. They like real well, life well, well yeah well it's, it's yeah it's all scripted i don't mm. i mean when you i think when you quote unquote on this path of building your brand you know you have you know let's say we got dave Chappelle and we have kevin hart it's two totally separate brands and the shit that dave Chappelle can say we know kevin hart ain't no way in the hell his sponsors are gonna, kevin gonna hart go already got, he already got shut down <laughs> from, from the oscars uh, from right the, uh, yeah you know one little thing and he didn't from an old out. ass tweet you know so you gotta be careful but i'm not i'm not here to discredit anybody's comedy act because y'all know i'm doing my first amateur opening act for a local comedian coming up real soon oh shit and um we talking about january or are we talking about january? January? january yeah yeah, I got a little time, but I'm telling you that time about to come flying. But I did today, I did submit my um, intro song and my picture for my promo uh, flyer. So I'm excited about that. But I just really, you know, I understand that comedy is not something that's easy to do. Um, but everybody has their own brand of funny. Have you been, how many minutes you got up so far? That's what, how many minutes of material do you have? I have zero minutes i have not oh you better get I, on it i know because it's gonna come up so fast and i've been like trying to uh kind of rehearse it in my mind but i'm gonna have to start writing it down uh i'm so nervous like i am nervous um because i'm just a naturally uh silly person but to get up there and be like writing and telling jokes with a punchline like that's you know i'm not i don't know about that so i'm working on it uh, so my stuff, because y'all gonna be right there. Now I'm gonna have you on a Zoom call if you can't. I'm be holding the Zoom, holding the phone. Like. Uh, Benny gonna be holding the Zoom, but not on there. <laughs> you got time to work on it. Hold you it got... up, Benny. I can't see. Oh, there she go. Okay, nice. listen, listen. Y'all, I'm taking it. I'm taking this serious too, because I'm about to be back at the gym twice a day. Because let me tell you, I, um, you know, it's my fear for me to be like on stage out of breath. Trying to perform, that's going to be terrible. <laughs> um, I, did, I did karaoke a, like a month or so ago. Baby, after I got finished this, I couldn't even sing the song. Why? Because that shit off in verse two. I was like, who I'm tired. I literally put that fucking mic down and, and get the fuck off. <laughs> you put the church finger up. 
I was like, Excuse me. all right, y'all, I'm gonna go ahead and head out. I was so out of breath. I was like, well, this is embarrassing. And I was thinking, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, bunch your windows out your car, and that is my shit. But I was too hyped. It, it just wasn't working out. I was not prepared. So I don't want that to happen at this show. Plus, it's being recorded too. So I want to keep going back looking at that like. Ooh, girl, what was you doing? <laughs> well, speaking of in the gym, our good friend uh, Judy, uh, what's her name? Big Booty Judy. The real she looks amazing. The real, the real. <laughs> she does look good. Yeah, um, I didn't. Yeah, she. Yeah, I didn't even. Well, you know when people, you know when she lost the weight, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know when she did the before and after pictures. I didn't even know she had that much weight to lose because it was all proportioned out. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But she looks great. She looks um, great. I think at some point during her and Supers. Um, of friendship, I think uh, that there was a couple allusions to the body work or something that she was having done. But mm-hmm. then Super went and had body work done also. So I was just confused at the pot calling the kettle. Okay. Well, that's but all my pay grade. Just to say, Benny, you are correct. She looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, she looks good. I think she's beautiful. Um, and she is the real B-Beach. Yeah, when I see when she did that turn on, I was like, okay, I'll see you. Oh, yeah, she's... I'll see you. Sister Strap. <laughs> I, I looked at the bread like, okay, you better, you better step you better your watch game it. up. You better watch her, because we, we, <laughs> she... we see we see her on the shot, baby. You can compete. You can compete with that. Well, when I see that love, I don't even tell that. <laughs> Why do I keep bringing that up? <laughs> That was had to be the worst lesbian love scene I ever saw on television. And I which watched, one is this? Which, which one when is the brat was on uh oh, the show the shy. And no, you gotta think it. when I said that was the worst lesbian love scene, I watched C level movies, YouTube movies, home video movies, all the way up to blockbusters. And I was like, this is this is uh, they mm. should have reshot that. That just... there's a uh, speaking <laughs> of a lesbian love scene, there is a I think I told you about that. There is a, a lesbian uh show during Pride Month, I think they um introduced it on BET Plus. I forgot what it was oh. called The Love Something, but yeah, it, it was um it was interesting, interesting little show. But now that we brought that up, I just wanted to mention that show again. I watched it. How was graphic okay. was it? Because BT Plus ain't holding no punches. They are. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as they can get, okay. but you know. It, speak, it, speaking of it? streaming shows, though, mm-hmm. uh, you might have to get you some more money ready, Betty, because uh, Paramount is bringing uh, the game back. And I think it's going to be streaming exclusively on Paramount. I already which paid used for to be... Paramount. Okay, so you ready then? You ready? Coming I don't November. know. I, I keep thinking I canceled it. <laughs> but uh, did, they, did they release a uh, girl? I, I figured out. You probably already know the password. Go ahead, I do. Go ahead and try the credentials and let me know what you work out with. Um, Benny, who did they say who would be cast on that? Um, the uh, game? Tasha Max coming back. Uh, I know it's sometime in November. She gonna come back in that kid, gonna be a whole teenager. Uh, I think uh, Jose Sanchez is coming back. That's that's kind of what I grab gathered from the previews. The, the, the oh, they actually dropped that. like a preview for yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah, dropped a little snippet. Yeah, because I was oh, watching okay. uh, such an entertainer show and they kind of dropped it in there that, uh, that it was coming back. On? He yeah, he has the neighborhood. Yeah, I want to um check. I'm going to check on that. Um, I was hoping, like, I really like the game. Like, the game was one of my favorite shows. Um, but it had a different dynamic when uh, Brandy and uh, yeah. Laura London and uh, uh, what's my man's name? I know his name. Derwin? Not Derwin, no. Not Coach. You're talking about the dude that went over to The Insecure? one that played Blue. Yeah, I know his name, but I can't think. Uh, not a, Lawrence on, on the Insecure. Insecure, yeah. Jay oh, Ellis. Ellis. Jay Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, you know, when his character, like, they had a whole different dynamic. But I like the show. I liked it both uh, ways. Yeah. Um, So I'm interested to see what they're going to pull out. You know, we older now, and, and it's almost like um, when they, y'all know, I don't watch i can't watch old episodes of martin so i'm hoping that when it comes back out it won't don't look at me like that you already know what it is <laughs> sis um but i'm hoping that when it comes back out that it will be something that we can still vibe to and we won't have already lost you know whatever interest or whatever fire we had for that show 
Um, so it is reporting that original stars Wendy Raquel Robinson and Jose Sanchez. I'm probably pronouncing his name on River Prizer Rose and Brittany Daniel. Well, that would be Tasha and Malika coming back. Yeah, but who was that third person you mentioned? Uh, Brittany Daniel. Uh, I know who she is. That's Kobe Bell, Pooch Hall are returning it oh. in some form. So, and then they bringing in Adrian Ray from Chicago Fire. Uh, as Brittany Pitts, the original, the oh, daughter the of Jason girl. Kelly, okay. yeah, and Von Hebron of Tyler Perry's Oval is coming as Jason J- Jamison Fields as an underdrafted uh, free agent, and oh, it's, uh, An- Annalise Velez from Sneaky Pete, which is a funny uh, show, uh, as Raquel Navarro, Brittany's best friend, and Toby Sandman from Power Book Three. And raising Canaan as Garrett Evans as a top football player in the league, and Where's, Tim uh, Tia Marian come back. I don't, yeah, I don't think they got it listed here, and, and yeah, so I don't think they have that listed. But yeah, it's coming back. We got a new show that's coming out called Queens with Eve, yeah, uh, Brandy that, and Notori Halton. Has that premiered yet? I don't think so. Um, I just keep seeing advertising for it. Yeah, because I thought it was out, and then I saw like um, like a coming soon type thing for it. Um, but I'm interested because I think they're all singing, like really singing in the show. Like, um, like maybe it's giving me like a vibe of uh, what's that one show that everybody likes so much? Um, Stars. Star. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that it? Hey, that's a good guess. If that was it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's gonna have Nadine Velasquez, Brandy, Eve, Naturi. And Peppy, I don't know if she's going to be singing, though. That's like it's going to be pretty good. It seemed like an extended version of that movie Ice Cube did with, uh, uh, what was the name, Tracy Ellen Ross, just adding more characters to it. But it should be an interesting show. It's going, And I, I'm, you know, a very ethnic cast. It's going to be on ABC. And have there been a lot of Black shows on ABC outside of Blackish? Or are they just kind of late to the party? Or Which kind of was that new... Um... Wonder Years on. Is that not on that? That's on is, Fox. Is that on Fox? Uh, no, that's uh is that's that NBC? On a- that's NBC. NBC. A- NBC. ABC. ABC? Let me one see. of the C's. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the C's. Queens Queens is coming out um on the 19th. So it comes out a week from today. So okay. it'll be premiering at 10 p.m., which means that my old ass might be asleep. So I might catch it on Hulu maybe the next day if that's what they're going to be playing today. Because at 10 o'clock, I can't guarantee I'm going to be staying woke. So this is where it's going to get confusing. ABC reboot of Wonder Years is going to be on on NBC, I think. So that's kind of where it gets confusing. But now, like you said, even with like Paramount and even with like um, what's the other uh, show? Because I watch they have all the TV shows from like Bravo and all of that stuff, and they have all uh, the TV networks. That's not Peacock, by. is it? It may be Peacock. I think it is Peacock. Okay. Um, so all of like a lot of those, um, a lot of those um, shows are like on multi platforms. Right. Yeah. And I think we had that conversation. Like you can find like season one and two over here, then season yeah. three and four over here. I hate when they. And, so and that's confusing. what just started getting confusing there because first it was just the networks having streaming services, not the people who producing the kinds that got a streaming service. Like, this is getting out of hand. Shit. Yeah, I'm Next starting you know, it's to, gonna be... I might as well go back to having cable because I'm telling you, I pay for one more fucking subscription <laughs> service. I'm about to be like, it's 10 subscription services. Y'all about three, I about three. And we all just like, <laughs> share passwords. Man, this stuff, I mean, damn, I don't think that's right. I'm, we, I didn't mean that. I was just thinking in my mind. Out loud. That's how I feel. <laughs> But I'm not actually, yeah, I did. But y'all don't come for me because I just really, you know, am barely affording this internet bill. And I don't, I I can't afford no lawsuits for uh, copyright (laughs) infringement. Especially after Nada and his whole Beyonce. Beyonce, uh, after she, Beyonce about to bankrupt the Black Media Podcast. You know, (laughs) if Nada keeps talking about her, like Nada, Nada, we, not we a, get it. Hey, 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 hey. Never mind. I'll tell y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like, I know what we about to do, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, we about to head on up out of here. It's been a great time <laughs> catching up with everybody. <laughs> 
I know where you was going with that. Boy, we about to get shut down again. Hashtag. Right. We about to get shut down again. Taking my goddamn uh, handle out of the bio. <laughs> Take my name out of the bio. I just made my, I just made my Instagram private again. I, I don't even know how it got public. I just had to make it private oh. again. So, yeah, I had a lot of weirdos. I was like, who is these people? I got, I, you know what? You get a lot more followers when your page is public. Like when people have to ask permission to be your friend or to follow you, they tend to not. I think we talked about this before. They tend to not follow you. But if That's they can just breeze in without you, no, these are people that I actually know. Oh. Um, I'm like, who is these folk? Um, like I've been on Instagram for 10 years and, and I, not never have you been uh, <laughs> uh, my, following me all of a sudden, right? I'm not doing nothing on Instagram, y'all. But that's our time that's right well it's been a great episode speaking with the ladies and on these funny important topics and before we sign out i'm ben and to my right it's me i'll leave a boring outro since y'all say my (laughs) intro was too hype thanks for tuning in this is renata and to my right who do we have bro what's that voice i'm you know i came in hype and y'all was giving me all type of looks so i'm trying to <laughs> just water it down you scared the crap out of us that's why <laughs> <laughs> all right trying to bring the energy it's your girl the one they call me <laughs> we out peace and, and of course this has been another great episode of bnb presents the black media podcast see you all next time Deuces.